0: If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today.
1: Well, hello, Phil the Humans. Drew, the creator of Human Begone here. The bots are still working away on Season 1.5, but I do have another hilarious sci-fi comedy for you all to try today. Moonbase Theta Out is a queer, emotional, sci-fi dramedy that also has an overarching plot with all these twists and turns. And in the middle of all this are some really, really great bits of very biting satire, which I love. So without further human gibbering, here is Moonbase Theta Out.
2: This is a teaser episode for the first and second seasons of Moonbase Theta Out, giving you a peek at how the shutdown sequence started for our main crew, Then a rogue transmission offers a glimpse at how things are really going down on Earth, and we flash forward to Roger to see how it all ends. Or does it? If this special piques your interest, you can listen to the whole shutdown sequence unfold, along with what comes after, in your favorite podcast app or at monkeymanproductions.com.
3: Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergado fisher Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 4th, 2098. We are now at 20 weeks before base shutdown. According to guidelines, the majority of our crew has gone into stasis to conserve resources. Still awake from our 42-person complement are myself, Nessa Chong, Agriculture...
4: I can feel myself starting to separate a bit. Hear that voice in my head telling me to close it all off. Focus on the life I'm returning to insulate myself and sleepwalk through the last 13 weeks but i'm going to reject that i feel those urges i accept where they've come from and that they're a part of me now i'm sending them packing i won't spend the last three months of my life on the moon with my eyes shut i'm going to experience and share and be here for my friends and grow what i can grow where i can and not let go until the very last moment. The hibiscus are still lovely. I'll save them for as long as I can. I'll save it all for as long as I can.
3: Shwini ray, astrophysics. But do they care? Do
5: they let the data linger before their eyes? All I hear is automation, automation. Set things up on their own and get thee to a stasis pod data and flesh both stored away in case they meet some future economic need. They want me to leave it all in your hands. Well, the equivalency.
6: I will perform my programming adequately. Luckily,
5: they don't know that you're secretly on my side.
6: I'm not sure
0: I can be on a side. My functions are accessible to anyone who holds the passwords.
5: Never mind. Just keep doing what you're doing, friend. I'll take care of the plans and the plotting. That is why I hide away in my secret lair, after all. Well, that of my fellow Moonbasians sucking in every way humanly possible. I know how they talk about me. That Ashwini hides away in Sir observatory, talking to fantasy creatures. What a flake. What a nut. What a whole
3: kooky cereal bowl. Michelle Langlois, security.
2: Music up. Door double locked. Remove my location from base tracking. Take me off the radar. Ah. Fucking body armor. Couldn't let me bring my own. There's full kit stored on base! Not with my binder built-in assholes. Oh shit, that's better. Personal report continues. Code word encryption. It's week six on base theta. Replacing officers Dear Daniels, and Hartman. At least that means I've got room to stretch out. (laughs) They must have spent most of their time monitoring from here. I've got eyes and ears on every sector. I'm keeping an ear on the chatter around base. It doesn't sound like they've known much of what's really going on. We'll see how things shake out. They could all be in the mines before long. <laughs> I'd love to see that calm lead to a real day's work. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergado Fisher, professional blowhard.
3: <laughs> and Wilder, base maintenance. <laughs>
7: That's right, darling. You know you're gorgeous. Crush that pop can there for me. Ha <laughs> ha. That's what I'm talking about. Honey Badger ain't got nothing on us. We don't care. Now, hang on. I'm forgetting a thing. What is it? Not the and stuff. That's all sorted out. Not that insulator coil. Stasis Pods, the piece of shit stasis pod lights that I can't diagnose and they won't give us the manuals and ugh, I am so tired of banging my head against that that it's not even funny. Actually, banging my head on them is the one thing that I haven't tried. Might be worth a shot. Headbutt to the auxiliary control panel. Bam! (laughs) Oh man, I don't know why that's so funny. Maybe I got a whiff of Operation Pixie earlier after all. Well, back to it, I guess. This place won't keep itself running.
3: Tasks for the shutdown sequence are outlined in the memo approved by senior management. These will be assigned as they best suit each team member and include the ramping down of all mining operations, closing down all active experiments, and saving off data. All active crew will also take shifts monitoring the stasis pods, as we have already noted some variations in the reports. We'd like to request the full shutdown logs from bases Alpha through Ada to see if they experienced any of the same. Naturally, we're all looking forward to waking up safe and sound back on Earth. We appreciate you making this a priority. We would have accessed the information directly, but our link to the bases on the near side remains broken. I'd like to take an inspection tour of the microwave transmission towers. Please see my requests of June 28th, July 12th, and August 1st. Michelle will not release the rover vehicle for my use without your signed approval, despite my numerous, numerous requests. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 85%, water is at 63%. These will continue to increase with mining at current levels. Food stores are sufficient, particularly now that there are only five of us to fight over the drumsticks, and three are vegan. Regarding your comment on my last transmission, if you review my employment contract, I am allocated 15 seconds of each broadcast for personal messages. My personal message is as follows. To my husband, Alessandro, I love you. Give Castor and Pollux a treat for me. I'll be coming home soon. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergado fisher Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 11th, 2098. The time is 2243. Base shutdown is at 19 weeks and counting. All tasks are moving forward on schedule, though with minor variations. There's been some dispute among the extant crew members over who holds responsibility for quality assurance and final task approval. Our management team, of course, went into stasis on your instructions, which left a certain... Vacuum. (laughs) Perhaps in space, you believe that was unavoidable, but it is becoming an issue, particularly in the monitoring of the telescopic arrays. Clarification is requested. With the reduction in active personnel, we've all been taking shifts in the observatory. Dr. Ray Schweeney, is immersed in data analysis, particularly as deadlines loom in our schedule. They've even taken to sleeping in the chamber. We assist by monitoring the flow in real time, both from the radio antenna array and the multi-wavelength optical telescopes. Optical monitoring is, of course, only useful when observing closer and more erratic cosmic phenomena. We log variations for review, and if they are marked for follow-up, we alter our focus in that direction. In theory, these decisions come from Ashwini as well, but a lot of it has been passed on to bots they've written into the network. Direct feedback or sign-off on our labor is non-existent. It has been intriguing, being brought up to speed on the radio array, learning to read the data, to be sitting hundreds of meters underground the array spanning the breadth of the dataless crater above us. All of space filtered down in streams of numbers and correlations and profiles that spiral like the galaxies they reflect. Quasars, nebulae, the unbelievable mass of a black hole, invisible but radiant gas clouds, wavelengths too massive to measure through mirrors and glass. It's a magnificence unimaginable to the naked eye. Of course, it's my responsibility as communications to capture it all, both for reports and to use in crafting outgoing messages. But there have been issues. Michelle keeps inserting themselves into the process as if we all report to them, as if security and the natural order of things trumps science or necessity or... beauty. Certainly, if we find evidence of an incipient alien invasion or encroaching development by a rival corporate entity, they'll be the first we alert, but otherwise you see the issue. If you could provide a memo, perhaps, outline a reporting structure for these situations, I'm not suggesting that I'd be put in charge. I believe Dr. Ray is still capable, given proper motivation and reminders, to manage their area. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 90% and are being converted and stored for transfer on the returning supply rocket. Waters at 60 percent slight decrease due to an accident caused when the sewage tanks were vented directly to the surface. Please note the attached map and adjust your landing locations appropriately. Two final notes, both referring back to my previous transmission. First, we requested copies of the nearside base's shutdown logs for review. So far, our stasis pods have remained stable, but these would assist in reducing some significant safety concerns. Second, regarding my request for vehicle access to inspect and repair the microwave transmission towers, Michelle has informed me that this is now pending with security for approval. I'd ask you to reconsider and respond directly. Personal message follows from this point. Alessandra, oh, I'm missing you terribly today. Pets to Cass and Paul. Uh, have you been watching what they eat? Y- you know how they get during squirrel season. You've been on my mind so often through the days, wishing I could share all this with you. Should we ever need to escape the strife on Earth? I've claimed a nebula in your name. The mathematics are absolutely lovely. Moonbase Theta, out.
2: <sighs>
5: Address to Roger Brigado Fisher, Consortium Enclave, Rio, Moonbase Theta. No subject line. Message body as follows. (sighs) My dear, beloved, tapado, frustrating husband. I'm really trying to be sweet and funny as I should, the steadfast partner waiting patiently from home. But I am so goddamn furious with you, and I don't think I can keep up the charade, okay? Roger, love... What the hell... What in the hell are you doing up there? Cass, get down! Go play with your sister! I know you want to say hi to Roger, but he doesn't deserve you right now. <sighs> I've put up with this for a whole year. A full year, counting when you left for training. You left and it's, you go up there and it's nine months. Nine months, and of course there are the sweet little I love you messages, reports about your day, but nothing substantial. I am trying to wait, I am giving you time, but even when you bring it up you say, I'm sorry, we'll sort it out when I get home. And that makes sense, it'll be easier face to face, but then face to face suddenly becomes even further away and I don't think I can wait any longer. You have to talk to me, baby. You have to give me something real to make it through. It took too long to find each other. I am not giving up, and I'm sure as hell I'm not letting you give up on me.
6: Good morning, occupants of the moon. This is Maudie Sarah, leader of the Three Rivers Cooperative Community. We're a humanitarian enclave originally founded under U.N. leadership, when there was a U.N. We're not the only freehold left to welcome the stranger, but as far as we know, we're the largest left standing. While we stand, it's getting harder and harder down here. What with all the intramural squabbles between the major players? I'm sure you've seen the pattern. You must see halfway to God from where you're sitting. Chengdu, Shanghai, Philadelphia, D.C., Rio, Sao Paulo. It's all the same dance. They conglomerate, strip the land down to the bedrock, then look for the next green pasture. There are still pockets here and there where we don't have enough of what they need, resources or money to spend. But few places will take our coin, and it's not easy to raise your own crops. All the seed has that fertilizer lock built in and won't grow without it. And the water, we all know what's upstream. Send help. We need critical actions, rebellious thoughts, grassroots efforts. I don't know what life looks like on the moon. But here, it's not good, children. We're counting down.
3: Broadcasting. I'm sending this out on every frequency. My name is Roger Bergado Fisher. I'm... I was communications for Moonbase Theta, owned by the consortium managed by the Rio de Janeiro Enclave. Sorry, Rio Sao Paulo. Whatever they're calling themselves now. Whomever's left to make that call. If you receive this message, please forward to their attention and also to Alessandro Bagado Fisher, wherever they might be found. Alex, please be found. I need to know you're there. All I could think of, of, of coming back from the other side, staring through that viewport obscured by my breath, whilst all the night through fog smoke white glimmered the white moonshine. <laughs> I found that in your book of poetry the most appropriate selection yet. I am the ancient mariner, my eyes so bright, my hands so brown. I didn't repair the communications towers. It seemed superfluous. I did, when I was back on this side, message ahead to tell them what I'd found. By the time I arrived, they'd already made their choice. I found three more active stasis pods, three sets of lights blinking in perfect time. Wilder actually went into stasis first. I can see it in the logs. They pushed too hard in the mines, and their arm just came apart all at once. They had to take medical. Ashwini and Michelle, I don't think they could see another way. I think they were afraid i talked them out of it. I can't blame them. I, I literally can't blame them. I don't have the equipment to wake them up to have an argument. The company knew what they were doing, only setting us up for half the process. Sometimes I argue with them anyway. I curse and shout and spit, just in case they can hear. They know what they did, leaving me to watch alone. I can see it on their faces. All fixed on me, their stony eyes that in the moon did glitter. I still go up to the surface a lot since coming back. I think about those messages I wrote for Ashwini, the ones to send out into space, into the black, Everyone was a failure. I couldn't figure out what to say or how to say it. I guess they should have sent a poet. (laughs) What was I supposed to do? Invite them to be pen pals? Put out the welcome mat? Beg them to save us? Maybe I did. Maybe at the last possible minute, just when all hope is lost, a flying saucer will swoop down from the black. It could happen, right? Just like we might still reach down and save that freehold. It could happen. When I'm back down below, I stare at the station schematics. Crew quarters fully decommissioned, powered down. Laboratory areas fully decommissioned, powered down. Hydroponic gardens, observatory, security offices fully decommissioned, powered down. And I find my finger hovering over the power controls for the stasis pods. But I can't do that. I can't do that, Alessandria, or the poem really is about me. Alone, alone, all, all alone, alone on a wide, wide sea, and never a saint took pity on my soul in agony. Base operations report, helium-3 stores are at 198%, mining operations have ceased, power usage is at a minimum, water, food stores are unimportant. Personnel, 41 crew members in stasis awaiting retrieval. One crew member awake. One crew member remaining awake. The shutdown sequence is complete. Personal message. All of this has been a personal message. Every broadcast, to anyone who receives this, anyone left out there, particularly if your name is Alex and you're married to an ancient mariner. I pass like night from land to land. I have strange power of speech. That moment that his face I see, I know the man that must hear me. To him my tale I teach. Live and be well. Moonbase Theta, out.
6: Hello. Good morning. This is Maudie Sarah, chaplain and responsible citizen of the Patrick Free Zone, formerly of the Three Rivers Cooperative Community. Hail to anyone who hears this from the moon or beyond. We've been forced to relocate, but the community continues. Last message I sent, I told you we were counting down. It's half past zero for Earth. Everything's coming apart. Late at night, even this far down, we can see the fires. We are no longer asking for help from the moon. What we hope to discuss are the ways we might help one another. As the world falls apart, the only solution is coming together. Surely with your management losing focus, you could use a new source of stability. Somewhere you could come home to. Uh, Yes, one of our more recent arrivals has a message to include as well. That was directed at only one person somewhere in the sky above. He was impossible to refuse.
5: Hajar, Hajar, No, Amado? Can you hear me? (laughs) <laughs> Tell me you're out there, baby. I've, I've got one hell of a story
1: for you.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is not the end for Roger Brigado Fisher. Moonbase Theta Out is a story about finding things to hold on to, even when the odds feel astronomical. Seasons 1 and 2 follow the same 20-week countdown sequence from different perspectives, with official broadcasts and personal messages from the crew and Roger's husband on Earth. Seasons 3 and 4 take us past the operation's end and into the fight to hold on to life, on the Earth and on the Moon. Moonbase Theta Out is written by DJ Silvis, with Lehman Kessler as Roger Brigado fisher Echi Son as Madi Sarah and a cast of over 40 diverse voice actors from around the world. To learn more, visit us at monkeymanproductions.com or join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions for early access to every episode of our fourth and final season. And as always, keep watching the moon.
0: The Fable and Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish.
8: Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo! This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride now. Before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this! I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong. <laughs> you left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel. No. Oh. Love interest? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane of people you left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Ready Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.